Oh, my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I would suck his dick. <sighs> so what are you ladies discussing? Um... <clears throat> Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And we're back with episode three, chapters five and six. Of Dark Disciple. Yeah. By Christy Golden. It would help if, yeah, I was going to say it would help <laughs> if I told them what the fuck we were reading. <laughs> God. I've had a rough week. Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, you know what I, I realized we didn't talk about last time was the timeline like where does this fall in the overall star wars canon timeline the new timeline oh we didn't talk about that no i don't think so i think we talked about the episode names that these came from the clone wars episode names um yeah <laughs> but whoops yeah but where this where this falls in the book timeline i guess or actually the the whole timeline well tell them where it falls well i have to open <laughs> my book up Oh, well, wait, well, you've got to open your what up? My book. Oh, book. Yeah, we we Ugh. deal we deal in, in paper books here with printing Thank and God. words on it. None of this electronic bullshit. Yeah, because I was going to say, wait, wait, when did you go digital? No, no, no. Um, so, okay, so. Um, I almost lost respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll give you plenty of reasons for that. Books, books ain't one of them. Uh, um, so the time. Well, I mean, <laughs> go ahead. That's but, important shit. Yeah. So the timeline, the new timeline as it stands, is episode one, the Phantom Menace, episode two, Attack of the Clones, then the Clone Wars TV series, and then this book, Dark Disciple, followed by episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Which, that right there is a good chunk of awesome shit. Yeah. After episode two. After episode two. Oh, yeah, Gotta yeah. Gotta make that clear. <laughs> yeah, so this book takes place before... Uh, takes It takes place in between episode two and episode three of the films. And we'll find out later in the coming weeks if it actually does anything to help lead up to episode three. Because that... I mean, I know that you know it got canceled before its time but that's one of the things that will always bug me 
Yeah. That Disney didn't let this the show come to its natural end and actually bridge the gap between episode yeah. two and, and that was three. That was always the talk, was that the show would go right up to... Actually, there were some, some people who speculated that it's possible, had it kept going, that it would have gone right up to episode three and then jumped past episode three to just after the end of episode three. Well, see, what I've heard is that it was supposed to lead up to episode three... And not jump, but just keep going through episode three, and it was going to go for just a little bit after it. Oh. Because actually the Clone War, you know, yeah, it started in episode two, and we basically see the end in episode three, but it doesn't end in episode three. We would have seen the actual end where, you know, they go planet to planet, that type of shit. And mop up, yeah. And, yeah, and actually shut the war down and end it. But yeah, I think it was supposed to actually show the real, true end of the war, not just, okay, now this is what leads to the end of the war like we see in Episode 3. Right. Because I've heard that a lot of Season 7 was going to deal with that, and we were going to see Ahsoka in there kind of dealing with that shit, too. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that would have been cool. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah, I think so too. But instead we get a book, which I guess is okay. Yeah, I'm not disappointed in having a book. I mean, I would much prefer to have the episodes, but... Yeah. But take what you can get. Exactly. I really hope we get more books. They've they've said that, like, Rebels, when it ends, they're going to continue the story of those characters and, like, direct-to-video movies or one-hour TV specials. I would love it if they would do that with Clone Wars. Books, TV specials, direct-to-video movies, I don't care. Just give it to me. I want to see how this story was supposed to end. So anyway, where we left off last week, Quinlan Voss had arrived on the planet where Asajj Ventress was hunting a, a bounty, and uh, she had just engaged the person she was hunting, and... Quinlan Voss almost captured him and almost got him but then at the last second he the the bounty was tackled and subdued by Quinlan Voss and that's where we that's where we left off last week chapter five starts off with as you would imagine Asajj being pretty pissed off that uh, somebody just came in and snaked her money which all through chapter five it's hilarious at least to me that she doesn't know his name so she just refers to him as the idiot and I was like, that's fucking funny. They basically fight over this uh, prisoner for a whole chapter. Capture him and recapture him and chase him and hunt him uh, and fight between the two of them to see who can get to him first. Mm-hmm. And keep fucking screwing each other over trying to capture him and end up fucking each other out of anybody ca catching him. Yeah, he eventually does get away at the end. Spoilers. But... There's a pretty dramatic and involved um, chase through the streets of this city, through the skies and the streets. And I think it's interesting that a lot of the roofs, they say on this planet, that a lot of the roofs have trees growing on them. Right, like they have gardens and stuff, like parks and like all their green spaces on top of their buildings. Which, that's an interesting fucking idea right there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because, I mean, haven't they been trying to do shit like that in New York, but they're not sure if the buildings can 
Are the roofs of the buildings can hold that shit up? Yeah, I don't I don't know that they're trying to do um like this level of like trees and shit, but I know they're doing like gardens and I don't know that they're doing like an actual park on top of a building, are they? Uh I mean I could be talking out of my ass or making it up. I don't really know, but I, I could have swore I've heard something that because of the volume of people mm-hmm. they want to get more trees into the city, but it's kinda hard when it's a concrete jungle. Yeah, well yeah, it makes sense. Need that oxygen. Yeah. And I mean, if you listen to the science on it, I think they say it's like every person uses four and a half trees worth of oxygen. So that's a lot of fucking trees they would need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has nothing to do with Star Wars, but it's something I've picked up along the way and thought I'd share. <laughs> now you're all fucking smarter. You're welcome. It could be bullshit, but I swear I heard it on a Nova once. So yeah, um... They have a it's pretty involved chase for a full fucking chapter. Yeah, and probably this would have translated to about five minutes of screen time in the in a Clone Wars episode. I mean, it goes, the action is fast. Like this whole chapter is mostly action. It's mostly this mm-hmm. chase. The chapter's only I think seven pages. Yeah, and it really reminded me in in this in spirit of the the chase in Episode Two where Obi Wan and Anakin are chasing. Uh, Oh, fuck, what's her name? Uh, Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel, yeah. And they're jumping from speeder to speeder and yeah, um, all that shit, because that, that's the same stuff happens in this chase. Yeah, there's there's a lot of shit so far in this book that reminds me of episode two and episode three. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing about, you know, cutting Dooku's head off and the body will fall, that, you know, that's a prophetic statement right there. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, this chase, I mean, it it feels a lot like episode two. Except it's not, you know, thousands of miles or hundreds of miles or whatever the fuck in the air. Yeah. This seems like it's just a few feet above the ground, and if they fall off the speeders, you know, they're just going to tumble and get some owies, not get fucking dead. That's one of the things, talking about that chapter's only seven pages, that's one of the things I wanted to call out about this book, and books in general. The chapters are so short and so quick, it makes it a fucking breeze to read through. You read one chapter, and it's like, oh, shit, I want to read another. I can't wait to read another. Yeah, and yeah, we kind of went light this week with two chapters. Um, yeah. And and yet I still only read the last chapter last night. <laughs> well, I had a whole week well, to read, I, like, 14 pages, and I read them all in, like, one night. Well, see, what I've been doing, just so, you know, I don't, you know, completely forget everything, is I've been pushing it to later in the week. Yeah. read the chapters <laughs> yeah so that, that it's fresher in my mind well my plan was to to read it earlier in the week and then later in the week read it again but ah that, that didn't happen <laughs> well see i'm doing the shit like i haven't done in about 15 years where i'm actually reading like three books right now and i haven't done that in god knows how long oh. i'm reading this i'm reading an x-men book and then i'm reading some Horror anthology collection of short stories that are all zombie novels, or all mm-hmm. zombie stories, which most of them suck. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh, to be young again and able to retain all of that. <laughs> uh, keep it straight. <laughs> I'll be honest, I have kind of let the zombie one fall to the side again, because, like I said, most of the stories in it are shit, but I can keep straight the X-Men and the Star Wars novels, because they're so vastly different, although... Part of the X-Men one does take place in space, but still. When you get into your 40s, it starts to be, the ver- the the equivalent of that is 
I start reading a book and I get bored or distracted and something new comes along and I stop reading that book and start reading another book. And then six months later, I'll go back to where I left off in that other book. And <laughs> right now I've done well, see, that for, I've read, I've done that for about four books in the last, I don't know, three months. Do you remember that scene? I think it was in Hellboy 2 where Abe Sapien's got like six books in front of him and he's reading them all. I, and he's, you know, having people turn the pages. That used to be me when I was little. I would read like five or six books at a time at the same time. And I would like read a chapter or two of this book a day, a chapter or two of that book a day. And then I'd be like, okay, fuck it. These two are boring. So I'm going to read these other three books. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's too much chaos for me. Trust me. I had to cut that shit out quick because I'd be, I don't know if you remember that Disney movie dinosaurs. I think it was from like 15, 20 years ago. Um, I think it was a Disney movie. Well, I was reading the junior novel of that. I was reading a junior novel of something else. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, why is Batman in this dinosaur movie? <laughs> so I had to cut that shit out. Yeah, that's too much chaos for my the way my mind orders things. Uh-huh. I get it obsessed with one thing. and it's, Yeah, it's got to be all in on one thing. Yep. But back to Dark Disciple. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, there's not a lot going on in these chapters. I mean, there is a lot going on, but there's not a lot to talk about yet. There's not as much as, like, the last chapter where there was, like, some cool uh, nuggets of information and cameo appearances of people. This is all pretty yeah. much straightforward. Uh, Asajj and Quinlan Voss chase bad guy and trade quips and flirt and try to annoy each other. Yeah, I mean, for chapter five, I had one note, and I have I have been making like two or three notes per chapter. But chapter five, I have one note. Fun-loving Voss annoying Ventress is a joy to read. Him saving her bow is a perfect way to try and get on her good side. Because at the end of the chase... She are in the middle of the chase. She loses her bow that her night sisters gave her, and mm. to try and get on her good side, he picks it up and gives it back to her at the end. Right. She thought she lost it. It pulled an Anakin's lightsaber where it just flew out of the speeder when they were chasing the guy. Exactly. And, uh, uh, yeah. Another callback or another similarity to that is he picked it up. He caught it. We and call he, that homage. I think the H is silent though. <laughs> Don't you remember Cop Out? I, I try not to, I think but somebody I go get pregnant. What? <laughs> I said I try not to, but I, I remember it. That was a good movie. It was not, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, it wasn't as bad as it gets shit on for. Yeah, but anyway, that was the only thing I'd written down. She lost her bow, thought it was gone, it was the last thing she had to remember her night sisters and mother tells in by. Mm -hmm. She thought she lost it, she was kind of depressed. At the end of the chapter, he gives it back to her. That's it for yep. chapter five. And it's like, and then all okay. Of, then all of a sudden that door's open a crack. Yeah. He's trying to get a crack at her crack, it sounds like. I think he's going to get a crack at that crack. We'll find out. Yep. But yeah, chapter five, not much going on. On to chapter six. <laughs> yeah, so chapter six starts out with Voss is pre basically just stalking her through the city. Like they split yeah. up at the end of chapter five. They go their separate ways or she leaves them behind. Which he deliberately lets her go her separate way to let her cool off because he knows if he goes after her right away, she'll be fucking pissed. Right. She's she's right now she's super pissed at him for making her miss out on this bounty and letting this guy get away. And his whole point the whole time he's trying to convince her that, you know, we should work together, we could get this guy and her her reaction is consistently like 
I already had him, and you fucked it up. Yep. Yeah, so he lets her cool off. He's trying to agitate her just enough without sending her over the edge to where she'll never work with him. Mm-hmm. He lets her cool off, so she goes for a walk, and he's basically just, like, stalking her, hiding behind bushes and <laughs> trees and shit to, to keep her in view. I, well, I don't remember it being that fucking creepy. Dude, he did. He he did he really? Well, he um he hid behind I think a pole and a conveniently large pedestrian. Yeah, I read he stepped behind a conveniently large pedestrian, pedestrian, not pedestrian. All of a sudden, I'm from New York, and he stepped into a doorway or something. I don't remember fucking hiding behind trees and getting into bushes. Like, sh- 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 oh, just because she didn't mention it doesn't mean he didn't do it. <laughs> I see like a manhole no cover. Of having twigs and sh- <laughs> His head coming up through a manhole cover in the street and uh, like he's peeking out of a mailbox slot. There's no mention of twigs and shit in his hair. Yeah. He's wearing a ghillie suit and crawling through the grass. He's got a fucking bird's nest on his <laughs> head. She looks back. He goes, <laughs> he does stop off for some uh, sandwich. A vegetable sandwich. Yeah, a fried vegetable sammy. Like, <laughs> what a hippie. Right? That goes back to we were talking last time, or in one of the first two episodes, where in the comics and some of the stories and shit from his past, he was kind of a hippie, he was kind of a Native American dude, he was kind of a fucking cold-blooded, hard-ass killer. And it seems like, still, they're trying to weave all that shit into his personality and here comes the fucking hippie part where he's getting his wheatgrass smoothie. Because <laughs> his tummy was grumbling. Yeah, his chai latte with extra foam and no fat, please. Yeah, so he eats his uh, fried veggie sandwich. And uh, what What do you know? What do you know? He follows her into a bar to get a drink. Woo! Woo! Spring break! So at this point, he figures it's safe to make his move. So he uh, just sidles up next to her at the bar. She's not thrilled to see him not at all because <laughs> it turns out didn't he fucking screw her out of what was it twenty five thousand credits or something yeah that's a good reason not to be happy to see him yeah and the way <laughs> the way she described the the comical look of like exasperation on her face that this guy had followed her all the way from there and she was going to deal with this dipshit even more the idiot yeah i call him a dipshit <laughs> you can call him an idiot that she can call him an idiot I well call that's him a dipshit. what she- I was going to say, that's what she called him. I can go with dipshit. That's what she said. And see, that's the one time you can actually say that and I won't get mad. (laughs) (laughs) So she's sitting at the bar fingering this piece of green shit, which that leads me to one of the coolest things about this novel so far. And a few of the old continuity novels is I love seeing how the different force users interact with the force because it was... The uh, Coruscant Night Trilogy, mm-hmm. the main character in that, he saw the Force as threads coming off of people. Mm. And he could follow the threads coming off of them to, you know, the different connections and people they've interacted with and mm-hmm. shit like that. That's cool. And, like, yeah, some of them have, like, unique um, connections to the Force or unique abilities. And, yeah, like... Uh, Mace Windu, what was his? His was the sh- his was break breaking point or shatter point. Yeah, 
where he could he knew exactly which i'll i'll be honest before you explain it to me because i do need it explained i never fucking understood it i read the the one novel called shatterpoint that explained how it worked i still have no fucking grasp of how he interacted with the force it made it didn't make a shit lick of sense yeah i don't know exactly the only thing i know about it is uh basically he had this ability to be able to sense or feel exactly where the flaw in something was that would make it break. Is that what that was supposed to mean? That yeah, I think so. It was like if it was a pane of glass, he could he could see the one tiny spot in the glass where if you hit it it would shatter. Oh, or okay. or if so, or if something was stressed and it was about to break, he could tell Yeah. you know where where it would break at and what And, and it it worked on humans and shit too. Yeah. He could Easily fucking just feel him with the force and be like, okay, if I fuck with him on this, this is what'll fucking either, you know, help me or break him down, whatever. Right. So okay? it was, was kind of interesting, but it, but the po- my point was like it's it's it is interesting that different force users, not all of them, but some of them have kind of unique, like Anakin's was was uh, seeing the future, force visions. Not everybody has yeah. those. There was, I'm trying to remember what novel it was. It might have been Outbound Flight, which is on our list of shit to read in, mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah, it's but on my there shelf. was, I think it it was a girl. I and I think like she could, she was like real in tune with machinery, where she could like touch. They had a problem with this one ship, and she touched it, and you kind of follow her as her mind becomes one with this computer and her force. It's kind of like an astral projection of the force. Mm -hmm. And she's traveling across through the wires and Mm -hmm. circuit boards and shit of this uh, ship. Oh, no, I saw that. In the computer. I I saw that. I saw that movie. It was called Tron. Okay. Uh, Well, fuck Tron. That shit's boring. Hey, let's. Hey, take it easy. Hey, hey, what? Take it easy. I like Tron. No, that shit was boring. Ah, shit was cool. That shit was dope. 1981 dope. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> I felt like a dope after I watched it. I was like, why did I just waste time on this? But no. anyway, the point is, she fixed the ship or whatever by <laughs> actually projecting herself through it. And it's not like Tron where she was wearing some lame-ass light-up suit. <laughs> she was just traveling along the wires and she fixed the ship. Yeah. Oh. God. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what we didn't talk about last time either was earlier in the book we found we find out what Quinlan Voss's special power is. We didn't talk about that? No, I don't think we did. We talked about we talked about him examining all of the uh the artifacts from that black market dealer, but we didn't we didn't really I don't think mention why he was What doing are we it. retarded? I apparently we're retarded. <laughs> apparently this is the worst book club ever and I quit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I, I almost, <laughs> uh, there's a joke right there, which it would take more explaining than the joke would be worth. <laughs> uh, but, so yes, we're retarded. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> his his uh, special force ability is he can touch an object and sense things about it, like where it's been or who else Who's has touched it. With it. Right. Yes. And and. Uh, I want to say that that was in the Clone Wars. I think he did that little trick in the Clone Wars uh, when he well, was see, on it. Once but... again, I meant 
I meant to watch his yep. episodes before we recorded, and I just didn't fucking do it because I had all kinds of other problems this week. Once again, uh, I meant to do it as well and didn't do it, and once again, this is the worst book club ever. <laughs> <laughs> the most disorganized come on they've listened they've listened to nine episodes of the the main show already yeah they know if what they they're don't getting. fucking expect it it's their own fault yeah they know what they're getting uh, quality is not job one <laughs> talking out of our asses is right he fucking touches it he touches it and that's how he finds out shit through the force mm-hmm so what he was doing with that black market guy when he was uh, trying to bust up his illegal operations or whatever, he would, he was he was gathering evidence against the guy by touching all of these uh, artifacts that he would come in and he'd make the and guy show them. it to him. Yeah, and he'd, he'd touch them and hold them for a minute and he'd act like he was just admiring them or whatever, but he was actually just sensing where they originally came from and who they were stolen from and who stole them and he was collecting all this evidence he was building the case against this guy and so that happened earlier in the book uh chapter one or two i think yeah and so massage has this piece of armor and oh go ahead i was gonna say we actually get to see it in practice this time and it's not just mentioned we actually get to see you know he touches the piece and we see his visions which Again, that is so fucking cool to me. I've always loved that about these Star Wars novels, is seeing how they interact with the Force. So she's got this piece of armor, um, like a shoulder plate or a little piece of something that she pulled off of him when they were fighting. He asked her to let him see it, you know, just kind of nonchalant, like acting like, well, just let me take a look at it, knowing full well that he's going to be able to figure out where this guy is now just by touching this Mm -hmm. piece of armor. So he does, and he has that vision that you were just talking about so he could see basically this guy uh somewhere in the city in an apartment with a baby and some uh very Rodian. very distinct graffiti outside yeah so he sees exactly where this guy is so he hands the piece back to Asajj and basically just says you should really you should really uh consider working with me because i know where this guy is when she asks how he knows he can't tell her the truth so he just says that he got a tip and before before uh, he actually gropes the piece, while he's talking to her on his wrist, his communicator starts fucking lighting up and shit. And that right. leads us to another great interaction with Obi-Wan, which we got episodes of the Clone Wars where him and Obi-Wan interacted. Fuck it. I want another book written by Christy Golden exploring that relationship, the Voss-Obi-Wan relationship, because she's... Every time... They talk in this book. It's like, ooh, 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 what's going to happen next? Ooh, I want more. And it fucking ends. Yeah, they have a pretty good rapport or a pretty good um, dynamic in their relationship, it seems mm-hmm. like, in their, in their conversation. And it was it was like that when they first met on Clone Wars, too. Yeah. And it's just like, God damn it, I want more, 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 more. I want it now. Willy Wanker. <laughs> You get nothing, sir! But yeah, I wanted to mention that before we get into this final scene of Chapter 6. Because it is that Obi-Wan Voss dynamic and the interactions between them, it's just perfect for me. Yeah, I agree. That seems like it's... that The chase and the action stuff was fun, but the uh, this book seems to be best so far when it's um, the interaction between two characters. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Voss and... 
Obi-Wan or if it's Obi-Wan and, or, uh, Voss and Asajj. So far, those seem to be the high points of the book, the strengths of the book. After they leave the bar and, you know, he goes back in, they have the scene where um, he holds the uh, piece of armor. After his interaction with Obi-Wan, he grabs the um, chunk of armor and finds out where the dude's at and tells her, come on, let's go. The uh, last little scene there where they actually, you know, go to the apartment, mm-hmm. that, that I thought was pretty funny. You know, Voss's dismay of, hacking, of having to act like a fucking normie. Like, you know, she fires the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. bow they... to give him a line to crawl down, and he has to crawl. Yeah, he has to climb down the building. Yeah, because he can't he can't just jump off the building like a Jedi would. He has to actually do the work to climb down the side of this building. And can't make pretend like he's, you know, Superman. Right. So he has to kind of like fake... Uh, Clark Kent. Fake, like fake struggle down the side of this building. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that, reading about his dismay of having to act like a normie, that was fucking hilarious to Yeah, me. that was pretty good. This is a nice touch. I'm pretty sure we fucking talked her up last time, but goddamn, let's do it again. I've never read anything by Christy Golden, but this, this book so far, six chapters in, what is it, like 56 pages? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 56 pages. It really makes me want to fucking find more of her shit and just read it. Yeah, you're right. She's, she's got... She did, she's got she, talent. Yeah, you're right. She did um, write a bunch of, like, World of Warcraft novels and uh, some other stuff like that. But I figured out where I or why I was confused and thought I, I knew some other books that she had written. And yeah. that's and that's because those uh, Battlestar Galactica novels that are written by Richard Hatch. It's one of the books that I'm uh, partially through and, and stopped to read something else. Those are co-written by Christopher Golden. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which so, he's not a he's not a bad writer either. Right. He's he's done a lot of stuff too, but that's why I oh, that's yeah. that's why I thought I recognized her as having written some other stuff. Well, I mean, it's what? Two letters difference? Right, and a penis. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> Never can tell. <laughs> I've read some of his shit, but and when we were talking about it last time, I didn't even fucking think of Christopher. Which now that you talk about it, I wonder if they're related. Could be. Kind of seems. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that because she did write all those Warcraft books, which would have, which wouldn't have been recent necessarily. I was going to say, um, I think a lot of, well, these books that I'm talking about were written ten, fifteen years ago. So, well, no, actually, more like. Shit, almost 20 years ago now, so... Well, see, her she started... I'm reading in her uh, author description here in the back. Mm-hmm. It says, her media tie-in works include launching the Ravenloft line in 1991. That was 25 years ago. Oh, shit. Okay. So... Maybe. Maybe they're so, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're twins. Maybe they're brother and yeah, sister. Yeah. I was going to say, even so, I mean, it's not unheard of to have a sibling that's, you know... 10 years older or younger. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking uh, twins because their names would have been so similar. Yeah. It's, I mean, it could be spouse too, I guess. Yeah. It would be kind of weird be. to marry somebody with a name that's almost exactly the same as yours. but <laughs> Right? I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to name, so- I'd want to name. I don't think I'd want to be, you know, fucking somebody with a name similar to mine. Yeah. I don't know. She let me put it in. I don't care what her name is, but yeah, 
But yeah, it does. This just the first fifty six pages of this, six chapters, it really makes me want to hunt down and read more of her shit. Which yeah. like I said, I think I have one or two of her uh other Star Wars novels. I'm pretty sure I've got one of them. And yeah, I really fucking love to read it now. Yeah, because this is her fourth Star Wars novel. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other three were set way after Episode Six and the Fate of the Jedi. Oh, um, yeah. And that series. Yeah, that's all been scrubbed. Yeah, I know. Which, that's a topic for, you know, the main show, which that still mm -hmm. sort of annoys me. But anyway, is there anything else you want to say about these two chapters, her, this book, anything at all? Well, I liked how it ended, the, how this chapter ended where they... We, they did the thing where he had to climb down the side of the building to get to the street level, and they uh, they do find the guy's apartment building that he saw in his vision, and they go to the door, and he he acts like he's going to be the take charge one, and he goes right up to the door and starts banging on the door and ordering him to open up, and like yeah. and like nobody will open the door, but oh, he yeah, can, and but I he can, but, can sense but he can sense that there are people behind the door, so he knows yeah. there's people in there, yeah, but nobody I won't open the door. So after I he tries a couple times, yeah, after a couple tries of banging on the door and being a hard ass, he has to like resign himself to the fact that he can't open this door and has to ask her to like tells her open it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of where we where it ends, right? Yeah, I should point out I read these these last two pages when I was half asleep this morning, so oh, that's probably why I didn't remember it. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was pretty what? funny though that he. He had to like begrudgingly, and he didn't even ask her. He was like, "Uh, all right, open it," because <laughs> he knows yeah. that she can. She can just force it open, literally. Force and she it. uses her bow and pop, you know, fires in a uh, blast or whatever the fuck it is, Plasma right into the bolt. control panel on the door. Yep, and the doors slide open, and that's the end of the chapter. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So we'll be moving ahead and. Uh, Read the next few chapters, and we'll cover those in the next episode. Which will be, just so everybody knows, I mean, I know you're not retarded. We are, but they're not. But uh, chapters 7 and 8 yeah, are so, what we're covering next week. Yeah, so yeah. So if you're reading along, it's going to be 7 and 8 in the next episode. Um, oh, and those are two meaty chapters, too. Oh, meaty. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody out there is listening and uh, reading along, let us know. Yes, please let us know, because that's fucking... It's always nice to know you're not talking and, in, in, you know, screaming at space. Right. It'd be fun to have, uh, like, a little interaction on online. Yeah. Talking about the things that we've covered. <laughs> or things we haven't. Or things with the things we haven't, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess... Like, hey, dipshits, didn't you talk about the fucking fact that he can sense objects <laughs> five weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You mean like the one of the biggest uh, plot points of of the book that happens in the second goddamn chapter? Yeah, we kind of uh, we kind of didn't. Which again, we should be clear that we're banking episodes just so we can keep ahead and keep on the weekly schedule. Mm -hmm. So we might actually get to some of the things that you're screaming at us about. But even if we don't, tell us we're fucking stupid and we forgot. Right, and you will have already screamed at us about that, so... Yeah. By the time you hear this, so... And, but, yeah, Whatever. you'll have screamed My... at us already, and yeah. we would have just talked about it, and now I'm be like, ha-ha, bitch, we already talked about it! Ugh. Yeah, my block button works. 
Now let's get to our thank yous. First of all, always thanks go to at the J Sarge for the intro that we use for both this and the main show. I mean, we're like, what, almost 20 times we've used it now? Still fucking works, man. Yeah. He's got a podcast again. Can't forget that. Jeff knows nothing. Jeff with one F, right? <laughs> it's on SoundCloud or again, I think it's, um, I think he's got a site for it, jeffknowsnothing.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And then, again, for our logo, thanks go to at Sherry Says. Yep. It's fucking pretty cool. Yeah. Right now you can get it on merchandise at redbubble.com. Which there's all kinds of merch there. Yeah, coffee mugs, t-shirts, stickers. Well, I mean, not just that. We've got the main show logo. Then we've got catchphrase merchandise. Anywho. Anywho. Shirts and mugs and whatnot. And that was, then let's that see was, what else. That was quote-unquote designed by me. Yeah. If you can call that designing. So, yeah, thanks to Sherry for that. And then thanks to the two ladies that are really ladies who uh, helped with the intro at Batcat37 and at TESD Groupie. Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, that's the Nerd Blitz Book Club for this week. Bookmark it. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.